When buying property, you want to know that you are making the right decisions, especially if it's your first time. I'm going to run through 12 of my top tips when buying property. So let's get into it. I'm John Pigeon, and you're listening to My Millennial Daily. So number one, in no particular order, don't buy anything that's less than 50 square metres internal. The banks don't like it for valuations. Uh, it's not good for resale. Let's think about it. It's going to be a one bedroom, if not a studio. And those items or, or those properties are just not in demand, uh, either for someone to rent or for someone to buy off you when you decide to sell it one day. We're, we're just factoring or we're just catering for the single person or maybe a, a couple and that's it, right? Majority of people that buy property around the country are either couples or couples that are intending to have a family uh, or indeed families that are already existing. Tip number two, always use a sophisticated mortgage broker when creating the best finance structure for yourself. Let's face it, ANZ won't tell you that NAB has a better rate up the road, right? Now, the old days, we go and have a cup of tea with the bank manager and it's all cruisy and uh, touchy-feely. Well, it's not happening like that these days. We've got to be competitive. We've got to be aggressive in our approach to get the best loan structure for you. And that may mean being able to borrow more from one bank uh, over one other, right? So, have a sophisticated mortgage broker in your team that's going to be able to do that for you and do the hustling for you on your behalf. Number three, you don't always need a 20% deposit to purchase a property with. Now, ideally, when you're buying your principal place of residence, we, we would like 20% so that we avoid lenders' mortgage insurance. However, there's ways around that. We can go and get a parental guarantor, putting down as little as 5% of our own cash. Okay? If we're buying an investment property, it's quite common to only put down a 10% deposit, right? cop a little bit of LMI on the way through, knowing that your running costs of that property as an investment property are usually tax deductible. So we don't always need that 20%. It may mean that we can get into the property market three, five years earlier than it would have been if we were to save that 20%. Number four, always have your offer to purchase subject to satisfactory building and pest inspection and a review of contract and satisfactory finance, right? Don't back ourselves into the corner. We need to have these get out clauses up our sleeve, especially if we have a bad building and pest inspection or our finance falls through, etc. Number five, don't buy the first thing you see, right? Now I have a rule, look at 100 properties, put 10 offers in and buy one, right? Now, it's a, it's a rounded out amount, but if you're an emotional buyer, you don't want to go and buy the first thing in the, in the first week of your search, right? So do a pre-season, go out there, look at as many properties as you can, get a feel for the area, and then start to put in offers as you feel comfortable with what something might be worth in that particular area. Number six, don't go searching for property until you know your strategy. Realestate.com should be the last port of call. Strategy first, then go searching. Number seven, when at open homes, engage with the agents to find out as much as you can about the property and then tell them your brief. Most do the opposite. They go in, don't make eye contact, hopefully don't have to give their details up and then walk out, right? Engage. You want an agent to be able to call you back and say, look, we've got this property off market. Would you like to uh, come and inspect it? Number eight, don't try to pick the market cycle. Buy when you are ready to. When your mind says yes and you have a deposit and a borrowing capacity, that's when we're executing. We're not trying to pick the market cycles, right? 
majority of the time, we're going to fall flat on our face if we're trying to do that, okay? When the time's right for you in your own mind and finance is ready, that's when we're uh, executing. Number nine, give your tenant a Christmas gift to thank them for living in your property. Now, this is obviously for investors that have already got a property, but it's just the small things that make the difference. It's a mutual agreement of give and take. Appreciate them for looking after your house. Now, after the break, I'm going to finish off with three bangers. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, so I said they weren't in particular order, but these ones are pretty special. Use cash as a deposit on your own home and equity for your investment property where possible, right? We're talking non-deductible debt versus deductible debt. A lot of investors build a portfolio of investments using their cash for deposits, which is great, but only then to pull equity out to buy their principal place of residence, meaning that they're borrowing 100% of a purchase price that is an asset that's non-deductible debt. Right? We want to pay that debt down quickly, meaning we want to put as much cash into that deal on the way in for our principal place of residence, and then we can load up our deductible debt through buying investment properties. Right? So that's a really critical one. Number 11, if you're only searching for property on the weekends, you need to outsource it to a buyer's agent or someone that can hustle hard every day of the week. The good deals are already being snapped up. If you're waiting to the weekends, We call it the weekend warrior. That's what everyone else is doing. Treat it like a business. It's one of the biggest transactions you'll make in your life. So treat it seriously. If you can't dedicate your time to it, outsource it to someone that can. And then finally, this is for the mini developers or the developers out there. Ensure you factor in at least 5% of the contingency costs, right? Developers, when doing a feasibility study before purchasing, right, the contingency amount is often left out. If development costs are a million dollars, say, factor in an extra 50K on top of your already conservative figures. If we do that, we're going to ensure that we can get through and make ourselves a good profit at the end of the day. So a quick recap to finish off on those 12 tips. Don't buy anything less than 50 metres square. Always use a sophisticated mortgage broker. You don't always need 20% to purchase with. Always have your offer subject to conditions. Don't buy the first thing you see. Don't go searching for property until you know your strategy. When at open homes, engage with the agents. Don't try to pick the market cycles. Give your tenant a Christmas gift. Use cash as a deposit on your own home, equity for your investments. If you're searching for property on weekends, outsource to a buyer's agent. And then finally, for the developers out there, ensure you factor in your 5% contingency so you don't fall flat on your face. I'm John Pigeon, and you've been listening to My Millennial Daily. My Millennial Daily is produced by My Millennial Money, also available on Spotify.